it's elite POV. Coming live to your area on twitch.tv. We are your number one place for everything in the world of all elite wrestling. And just remember, when you're with us, you'll always be elite. Yo, it's clear to see when you open up your feed that ain't nobody better than Elite POV. We bring the heat to your screen every week cause ain't nobody better than Elite POV. So understand every time that we speak that ain't nobody better than Elite POV. Our three letters is all you'll ever need cause ain't nobody better than Elite POV. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Elite POV right here where it's podcast time and you know what that means. I'm your host as always. My name is Kyle Masters, joined by my co-host. She is 10 star Jackie R. Jackie Rodriguez. What's going on, Jackie? What is going on, everybody? Oh, I see uh, Isaac dropped a resub in the chat. Another... Five months streak, starting off very lovely here in the chat. We have some subs dropped early. Nate dropped some subs, so hey. we're starting things off on a nice. See, I can't see happy. that on the. I can't see it on the restream. I wonder why restream doesn't actually show me the resubs. But thank God, Jackie's restream's on it. being restream's being a hater. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but if you guys didn't know, we are all live <laughs> on Twitch each and every single week, and now also YouTube. I see some people on YouTube, like myself, but you're amazing. I see you coming from both sides, Twitch and YouTube. Thanks for having both up. But uh, yeah, guys, if you guys prefer YouTube, we're live on YouTube. I know a couple of our audience members that. Uh, actually uh, preferred us on YouTube. So we are live there each and every single week as well. You can catch a replay of the podcast on YouTube and, and uh, Twitch VOD after we're done here. And then after that, it's loaded on audio um, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, wherever you're getting your podcast, check out Elite POV on replay, guys. To see what we have to talk about. We talk each and every single week about AEW Dynamite, Preview, Rampage, and anything going on in the AEW world. Um Another crazy week. It just seems like every week now is getting crazier and crazier the closer we get to the pay-per-view. So you, you can tell it's like pay-per-view season, <laughs> right? There's, yeah, always, there's always that three-week. Yeah, there's always that three-week before the pay-per-view where just shit gets like absolutely insane. And it sure did last night. Today, oh, sure enough, there couldn't, because of last night, when AW has an episode like they did last night, it's like, hey, What's going to happen the next day? What are we going to read on the dirt sheets? What are we going to read on the news world about what's going on or what happened with Dynamite? And did it ever live up to expectation of shit hitting the fan? Um, and I'm referring to the whole CM Punk and Hangman situation. Um, apparently, there's drama. Apparently, there's quote-unquote backstage heat about what CM Punk said, and he wasn't supposed to say anything about Hangman. And you know what? To be honest, I'm going to give you guys my honest opinion right now. <laughs> I don't like the dirt sheets right now. And I'm not trying to, like, talk shit about them. It's their job, right? And, you know, a lot of people mm -hmm. are making their living off that. That's fine. It's just that I can't, I can't really sit here and 
literally take what the dirt sheets are saying and make that affect my enjoyment of what I'm watching. So I, I hope you guys take Preach. that. I hope you guys take that advice too, because I've seen so many people today basically let that news ruin what was a great episode of Dynamite <laughs> and kind of like stray away from enjoying what you watched. Say like you guys didn't see that story at all. Say just pretend that you didn't log into Twitter today and you didn't read any of that. How crazy, how awesome was that opening segment with that promo of CM Punk just shooting, just just shooting from all sides on Hangman, on Moxley, just going absolutely into it. Without looking at the dirt sheets today, you'd be waking up, you'd be saying today how awesome that was. And now I'm seeing people going, oh, well, CM Punk's an asshole. CM Punk's a piece of crap. Uh, why is he being like that? And people arguing back and forth. And it's just like, Jesus, guys. It's like... Yeah, it it goes back to something that I've said numerous times on this show, and that is, if we are not in the room where these discussions are happening, we know next to nothing about the validity of any of these statements. Um, I think what happens a lot of times is something gets said by one source, it gets retweeted and circulated a few times, and it gets accepted as facts. And we do not know uh, um, 100% if it's true or if it's not true. We have no way of confirming. Um, wrestling journalism is a very tricky thing because sources are never really confirmed. Uh, it's a he said, she says games a lot of times um, because a lot of people like to remain anonymous. It's a our source said this, our source said that. We don't know who the source is and... There's no way of really confirming. So it's a lot of speculation. That's all it ever is, is speculation. Yeah. Exactly. So take everything with a grain of salt. And um, it takes a lot of the enjoyment out of things. Like you, you scroll through your timeline and suddenly everybody is just like, there's a complete 180. And like you said, we had this killer opening segment where last night I'm going through my timeline and everybody's like, holy shit. Like that was a killer way to freaking open dynamite. I cannot believe like what an opening segment that was myself included where i'm like I'm, i was blown away like i thought it was great yeah. it took nothing away from my enjoyment of it because at the end of the day i don't freaking know nor do i care at the end of the day like because i ha again i have no way yep. to confirm what's true and what's not damn. i'm just here to watch the damn show watch the show be a fan you know, everybody wants to be an insider these days. Everybody wants to be an investigator and a journalist and stuff like that. And I get it. Some people are paid to do this, you know, but at the end of the day, just like, I don't, I don't know. It's not going to take any of my enjoyment out of this. I thought the the opening segment was fantastic. And as much as these, these news sources are credible guys, <laughs> they're not right all the time. And they're also made to believe a certain thing from words that they hear inside the company, right? Um, I don't have the clap. I got to download that, Isaac. Yeah, that Kyle clap. doesn't have the clap, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> that too. Um, but, uh, God. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> this could all be a work. This could literally all be a work. And everyone, it, it, you know, it's, it, it's, it's a damn shame that like people let it like, ruin their enjoyment of, of watching wrestling because that's what we are, we're doing here is we're trying to enjoy the product that they put on. And like you said, like yeah. after I watched that, I was like, I was without going on Twitter, I was like, damn, like that was a 
fire of an opening segment. That was a fantastic way to open up Dynamite. CM Punk cutting deep with his promo, you know, bringing up stuff about Hangman, that what he said in the past. Again, whether it's true or not, what, what's going on, guys, just watch the damn product without, again, what Jackie said, being a, an insider or whatever you want to call yourself, all right, like, or just going out there and letting that make your opinion of what you just watched. Go with your initial opinion because that's your true opinion. Don't let someone else break something, letting that affect what you just watched. Just, just, it's, just, it's tough to talk about because it, it just, it gets me too riled up where I start like just getting angry and <laughs> I get, yeah, it's like, I can't, I start to get not think anymore, but, uh, don't you miss those days though? Like, you know, when you could be just a fan and not have any of those outside voices and influences, like, you know, just it, nothing tainted it. You mm -hmm. just went a hundred percent off of the feeling that you got from watching something and there was nothing else to it. There was nothing else involved in it. And that was it. The end of the day, it's just like you turned off your TV and it was like, just wait for the next episode. Exactly. There was nothing, nothing more to it. Like, it didn't even matter what they were showing last night. I just wanted them to get to the main event. Like everything that they are, I'm like, oh, this is great. But like, I need to know if Kenny Omega's back. <laughs> That's yeah. great. Oh, this is awesome. But I need to know if Kenny Omega's back. <laughs> like, wow, what a damn wrestling match Garcia and Brian, Brian or Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson put on. But I need to know if Kenny Omega's back. Like that was me the entire episode of Dynamite, and clearly we both thought the same thing. We didn't plan it. We're each wearing a Kenny Omega T-shirt today, obviously. Hey, and, look at that and, Kenny uh, Omega swag! Yeah, in uh, celebration of the the return of the uh, the quote unquote God of Pro Wrestling. But uh, yeah, the opening of Dynamite was it was insane. It was uh, again Punk shooting from the hip, even Moxie coming out and, and, and clapping back like what what, what like. CM Bunk was saying, like, like driving deep, like saying, like you know, he's the, the that uh, he his friend is the third best Eddie I've been in the ring with, only the second best Kingston. And I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> the second best. Oh my god! And then he so he called uh, he called Mox. He's like he's the third best member of his group, and he said what seems to be like a common occurrence and theme of his career. Yeah, hearkening back to like his days of the Shield, and I'm just like, oof, like That's where, good. where are we going this is with what we this? Need. This is what we need in a in a in a in a, in a promo like this and like a feud like this because it's they got to get you hyped for the pay per view and why not and. You know, putting the hangman stuff aside, sure. I, I we don't know if this is again the reports today are that that I was real and it was taking a shot, an unnecessary shot at hangman, and people are upset. Yada yada yada. Or, you know, if it's a work, what if it's the other side of the coin where this was done on purpose and hangman is going to be involved in this somehow? We don't know because as far as we knew, hangman was just going to be by the dark order side. Right, but it. If it is, it just makes so much sense because, you know, going into it, you had CM Punk, who is such a beloved person in the AEW audience, Mox, who is such a beloved person in the AEW audience. If they needed to, like, take somebody and tilt them in that heel direction, how do you do that? Well, you take Punk and you have him digging at Hangman Adam Page, who who is more beloved by the AEW fans, 
than Hangman Adam Page. So if he's taking shots at him, that's a quick way to get the crowd pissed off at you. And then he goes full tilt, like digging daggers at Moxley. So it's like, if you want to get the crowd to be like, man, screw that guy. He went perfect. That's like, that's a perfect freaking way to do it. If you can't understand that, that's a perfect way to kind of get people annoyed, if not totally pissed off at you. What, how else are you going to do it? And here's another. So it's it's planting seeds, right? And here's another thing too. You don't think that AW is tr- it knows about what's going on on the other side of the fence, you know, in particular with WWE and them, you know, changing the ground, changing the guard, and them getting better. You don't think that AW is trying to sit there, okay? What can we do to get people to keep talking about us and to start talking about us? Because everyone right now and their mother is talking about how much better WWE is getting, and they're going to bring back some old people. They're going to restructure mm-hmm. NXT UK into WWE into NXT Europe. They're getting all this momentum, and they're changing Raw and SmackDown week by week. And it's, you know, to the people that are watching, from what I gather, it's getting better. You don't think the AEW is going to try to? They don't want to stay stagnant and fade away. They want to start creating controversy and getting people to start talking about them and watching their product. So why not do something like this? Why not yeah, have Punk not gonna, go out there? And you're not going to have your head in the sand and act like it's not happening. Or why not feed the dirt sheets and act like it's real? To get people talking about AEW. Just a thought, everybody. Just a thought. And Adam, to your question, uh, who number two is, apparently, this is according to Alvarez, whether it's true or not, it's uh, Eddie Fatu was probably apparently number two that he was referring to, which is hell if I knew if he was number two. Um, anyways, yeah, I think <laughs> I like that direction, though, that they, it's, a, it's, it's almost like a misdirection. Like this is done on purpose to get people to keep because right now they're oh, they're competing with with WWE. WWE's getting really better. They're getting their hardcore. That's the thing though, is AW's battling the hardcore fans that are starting to tune back over to WWE because they love the way that Triple H presented for the hardcore fans when he was running NXT. And now it looks like mm-hmm. he's kind of transitioning that on Raw. Whether it's true or not, I really don't know because I haven't been watching. So from what I gather, people are saying that it's getting better. Who knows? I don't know. I can't. I have no. Say next, I haven't been watching. But right. uh, if they are doing that, then Tony Constant, okay, how could I, what do I have to do to keep these hardcore fans here? What's something different that we can do to keep the views on us and to get, you know, people to start watching us at the same time going, shit, look what they're doing over here. Why not have CM Punk go out there and cut a promo like that, feed the dirt sheets and get people talking, get people to tune in next week to this unified match, right? That they have for this, for this championship now, because that was a big shocker going, okay. Wasn't this supposed to be the all-out match? Now what's going on? Now they have us talking. They're like, okay, is this going to be, like, they don't do it. Is there going to be fuckery in this match? Is there going to be DQ that's going to lead <laughs> to the pay-per-view match? You know, or yeah. is this going to be legit and MJF's going to come back? Or is this going to be legit and Hangman comes out after? And that's going to be the match. Although it gets you talking and invested to watch next week. This is all formula, guys. This is not, oh, CM Punk actually out there, and he talks shit about Hangman, and he wasn't supposed to do that. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> let's, let's cut the, I'm going to pull a jade here. Let's cut the shit. Okay? <laughs> this is done for a re, I'm, I'm, I'm going to ride this hill. And look at this, we got a bot in the chat. I'm going to ride this hill. Ride this hill that it, this was done on purpose. And that Drop this that is. Drop that fan hammer. <laughs> Anyways. Um. Yeah, I can't wait. It gets it gets you talking, gets you thinking, right? Like, damn, this this main event next week 
we're like this. We're literally only one more week after that. Like the week after, guys, is the go home show. <laughs> you can't. Yeah, sit it actually, here. it actually threw me off because I thought for sure that it was the go home show next week because they threw this like mm -hmm. you know swerve of like oh my god they're doing Mox versus Punk and I'm like this is this the go home show? And I'm like oh shit, no, we have one more week. Before, what, you know, in between. You're telling me that they don't have the main event written right now? <laughs> and that they're just flying by the seat of their pants every week? Stop it. That's not how Tony Khan runs. And that's not how he's been running the business. He knows what he's doing. And this is done for a reason. And guarantee next week, whether there's going to be a straightforward match and we get a world champion and then that sets up the all-out match, or there's fuckery and there's a draw, whether something happens and that sets up something at all out guys, this is not a match that they are pushing because of what punk did. This is not like, people are saying because of his promo, they went and made this match, Jackie. <laughs> it's like, no, oh, no, come on. Like guys, give me a break here. <laughs> Just trust. Uh, it's a, it's a overused term and it's a broken record term. I know trust the process. Sit there, enjoy, be a fan, and watch it unfold. Because seriously, nine times out of ten, every time every time something unfolds in AEW, it ends up being great. There's the odd time, yeah, yeah, maybe it, it fades away. Like they've done stuff where it didn't hit, and they let it fade away. But this doesn't seem like something you're going to let fade away. It's your world championship. <laughs> yeah, this so. is this is a little different. <laughs> yeah, so a little more important. Anyways, what an opening to the show say the least what an opening to the show and they follow that up with you know an instant classic right away a, a wrestling match for the ages yes a little too many commercials than i would have liked and yeah it's the, the it's the risk you run when you have a yeah. longer match like this on television but but, but brian dancing oh. garcia absolutely killed it oh. The chef's kiss. Absolutely oh. killed it. Even like, and I was, this was a match too that like, <laughs> I zoomed in with my own eyes on the picture and picture, like on the little screen. Like I, <laughs> well, I didn't, didn't even process what commercial was on TV. I was fixated on that match. And I know a lot of people out there as well. I've seen a lot of people on Twitter that they could have done without Jericho. Yes, I understand. He was annoying. He was a four, it was a too many men on the booth. And, you know, Jericho's just starting to get more annoying on commentary. I understand that. But, you know, to me, it didn't let me ruin my enjoyment of that match. I basically tuned him out. I know it's tough for some people, but I tuned him out. And I enjoyed a classic professional wrestling match. Amazing. And, you know, to the people who had the Fight TV feed, good for you that you guys got to enjoy that commercial free. <laughs> um, and, you know, and it's it, it's not something that... I don't think AW can fix properly. I mean, they'd have to pay. Basically, in order to fix that, guys, the company has to pay the TV people money to stop showing commercials and go commercial free. And Tony Khan's not going to do that on a weekly basis. I mean, he probably could have paid out of pocket for at least this match, but he's not going to keep doing this every week when there's a good match or a match that everyone thinks should be commercial free. And he's just going to start losing money. It's it's the price you pay with TV, and you know, with AW being the newest company that they are on a new network that they've never been on before. You just gotta have to deal with it. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a sacrifice, but you know the the payoff was that we got this for free. We got a caliber of a match like this 
on network television for free. And damn, what a freaking banger of a match this was. They killed it. And like, obviously the biggest thing here is the nod to Daniel Garcia that Brian Danielson gave not only, and he's done that on multiple occasions so far with this feud that they've had. Like, I'm pretty sure it was the, yeah, it was the last match. That's back to back times that Brian Danielson, you know, breaking cave here, let Daniel Garcia put him to sleep. That's two times in a row. If you count the yeah. last match to the first fall, that's twice that he put Daniel Bryan to, or Brian Danielson to sleep. Not a lot of people say they can do that. Yeah, there has that. to there has to be some like real belief going into uh Daniel Garcia here because Brian Danielson for all intents and purposes is a really protected person in this company. They don't like to let him look I don't want to use the word weak, but they don't want to let him look like he's any less than like one of their strongest guys and um yeah, like the word protected I guess is the is the word that I yeah. would would best use. Um, and twice, like you said, he got the advantage on him like that. But I think like right after the match was done, I had said in the, in the group text chat, like, this is how you make a star because both guys came out of it looking incredibly strong. The match was so freaking solid. Um, Danielson, like, oh my God. I just I can't heap enough praise onto Danielson for the work that he's been doing since he's been in AEW. I know he had that absence for injury and you know they wanted to give him the time to recuperate. You know, you can't be too careful given the history um with you know the concussions and the neck injuries and stuff like that. Speaking of which, that pile driver that he took from Daniel Garcia, they did that so brilliantly and he sold it so mm -hmm. well that like I literally jumped up and gasped out loud oh, yeah. because I was like, I was like, Oh, oh my God. Like, you're, I get you're so like, yes, like literally got so <laughs> nervous. Like, Holy shit. Like, please do not let this man get legitimately hurt. I cannot witness him like be put on the shelf permanently or God forbid worse. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, of course, wish that they hadn't gone to, to full commercial, to picture-in-picture, picture because this was one of those, like, classic matches where it really needed the continuity. But at the end of the day, I can't really say enough about this. You know I love me that technical submission-style wrestling. Mm. Um, oh, <laughs> just, like, get get me the fan. Like, it's just, Getting like, this, hot this, and this is my cup of tea and and they really really did that and i mm. love the storytelling that they're doing here with mm -hmm. at the end with um with jericho like i know we we heap the critiques onto jericho but but in this case with jericho coming out to attack danielson and daniel garcia actually stopping him and it's now daniel garcia potentially drawing the line in the sand and could we see Daniel Garcia breaking away from the JAS and potentially doing what we've been yeah. wanting him to do since day one and aligning himself with the Blackpool Combat Club where he's more suited as a professional wrestler? Mm. So Who a few knows? things. Uh, one, Jermazing, the question you put in the chat earlier. My replay, at least, there's no commercials for the post-Dynamite replays. They skip over those. Um, two... I'm going to play a little bit of devil's advocate. 
they could have probably done the Jericho spot without him on commentary. It's <laughs> like, I, I understand like back when like COVID was a thing and they're going through the COVID era. Sure. It added some element to the dynamites, but I think uh, at this point, if they need to see the, to kind of garner an interest of what people think with Jericho on commentary, just take a look at Twitter and just take a look. No one's sitting there going, this is some great commentary work by Jericho. This is a classic. Oh, he I should love be a, this. I hope he goes commentator after he's done wrestling. Like, no one's saying that. <laughs> Everyone's like, can he shut up? <laughs> it, like, he doesn't, like, oh, it just, it feels way too crowded on the commentary desk for one because he's talking over a lot of people. And that's the, I think that's the main issue is that he talks over some of the commentators. <laughs> so... I kind of I will play a little bit of devil's advocate. I mean, they could have probably done this spot without him, but yeah, that spot though. So someone even pointed out on Twitter, and I love when some of the people do the deep diving on Twitter. And shouts to, uh, oh my god, why am I blanking on their names? I love those two, and I love their show. But I, why am I like having a brain fart? Who are you referring to? Uh, Tag talk with. Kylie Kylie and Haley Kylie and Haley oh my god how did I forget their fucking names oh Kyle I'm gonna reach through the thing and hold up for one I'd forget my head if it was you know if it was screwed on just saying (laughs) um but yes what Haley put she put like a whole deep dive post into the whole Kenny Omega coming back so shout outs to her for that unreal post but like when people do these like deep dives on Twitter I love reading that and this guy, I forget who tweeted it, but someone put out that um, uh, they compared this to the Wheeler Yuta. It took like Wheeler Yuta like a few times, and on the last mm-hmm. time before he joined, he bled. It's taken Daniel yes. Garcia a few times to face Brian Danielson. Now he's bled in the third time. It's it's they kind of like matched it to like oh well maybe this is a, this is I mean. It was a great moment. You had the crowd chanting, you're a wrestler, right? That was even perfect. That was just a spot-on <laughs> timing by the crowd to chant that at that point. And it made for an unreal moment. And you got to think that that's, like, that's where they're going with it, right? That It has to be. Because Garcia Garcia in the Blackpool Combat Cub fits a lot better than he does in the JS. He looks yeah, out of place I mean, in the JS. He's looked out of place since day one. We thought that's where it was going when the Blackpool Combat Club was kind of like getting into its original formation. We thought that he was like a shoe in for that. And then they threw him with the JS and we were like, really? That's okay. Sure, I guess. Um, but if this is the long term storytelling route that they're taking, then okay, you know, but he's certainly, um, putting out the caliber of matches that kind of align himself with that ideal. So, you know, bring him, bring him around. I, I, I'm just loving the storyline. I hope it eventually does lead him to go into the Blackpool combat club. Cause I think that's, that'd be a fantastic spot for him. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, so this was another weird spot. So I, I understand I've, I've seen more than one person bring this up and, I understand where they're coming from. And I know they need to do a better job of booking Rampage. I, obviously, that there's an issue with the booking of Rampage and how they book it because it's in a horrible time slot and you're not booking it the way to get people to tune in and to watch it. You, you need to do a better job of booking that. I don't know. To me, like, I love the whole this whole thing, but it's probably something I do agree. Maybe something that could have been kept on a Rampage and they could have had a spot for something else. Like the Gun Club and Varsity Blondes thing is what I'm adjusting to. One... Weird that the Varsity Blondes 
basically were jobbers. They took the spot of like a local competitor because that match was quick. I looked down for a second. Oof. The match was done. Yeah. And I'm like, what? And how did the gum club win? Like what? I thought that I seen that on paper. And I'm like, Hey, that means that varsity blondes are going to get the win. And Billy Gunch is going to be pissed off at his kids, whipping them around the ring. Nope. It's going to be something stupid. No, I'm like, wait, what? Then like, I just, that, that weirded me out right away. I'm like, why did Varsity Blondes take the L like that? Like, they, they could have gotten some local, like, West Virginia talent to take that spot. I don't know. It was weird. Anyway, unless it was just to, for storyline, right? To Because the dad after was like, oh, that was a big, credible win, you guys. You guys squashed them, you know? Like, you're living up to your dad and yada, yada, yada. They hug, but then uh, uh, Stokely comes out. And he's looking at the gun club and the gun club turned their dad. And I'm like, Oh, okay. You know, that, that piqued my interest. I was like, okay, okay, okay. Like they're doing something with this. And then the acclaim come out and you know, they, they come out for the save and there's that big reunion with daddy ass, which I pop for. Yeah. I mean, Cause I the return, absolutely, <laughs> the return of scissor weed daddy. Yeah. Ass. And I absolutely love that. I mean, I'm just, not saying that they don't deserve spotlight with this, but it's something that could, probably could have kept on a Rampage. Oh, yeah, 100%. And at the same time, Rampage could be a lot better. I mean, booked better, and it needs a better time slot. But again, I brought it up on the show, guys. Don't expect Rampage to change next week. <laughs> this takes time, especially with the TV deal side of things. They're on a network that are, is about to go into season of sports, especially the NBA and NHL that's shown on TNT a lot. We already know that in October, Dynamite and Rampage are already all over the place. So, guys, you gotta you, you can't just expect Rampage, you know, in two weeks to be like, okay, we're going to go to Thursday at this time, or we're going to go to Fridays at 7. No, we got this takes time. The television deals are negotiated. There's more than one thing on TNT. <laughs> Rampage is not the only thing shown on TNT every day. So, it's a lot easier it's a lot easier said than done to be on to is what I'm trying to get at. So anyways, uh, putting that aside, great moment with the daddy ass thing. Um, what else we can talk about? Uh, let's talk about a few before we go, like really more into the show. Let's talk about a few stuff that happened backstage. Um, we talked about the JS, the, the steamboat thing was pretty cool. I thought, um, that was a cool moment. Um, that's one thing we noticed too with AW, they treat their legends properly. They treat legends the way they should be treated with respect. With respect and yeah. dignity. And give them like a yes. really cool spot. And I thought that was a pretty cool moment they had with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Obviously the show booked around House of Dragons, the HBO show. <laughs> you know, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat was just with the timekeeper. You got to ring the bell. Didn't get into the match, which was great. But then he got his little spot backstage where he slapped Chris Jericho. Perfect. Amazing. Love that. Well, it's like, and, and we, like, those of us who have been watching wrestling for some time now know that he's got that little bit of a history with Jericho. So, mm -hmm. you know, they they kind of gave that little nod to people who have been watching. So. And, I'm, and I'm, I'm cool with that. You know, we're not, this is not leading to a Jericho and Steamboat match. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah we, do, we don't need that. One, Steamboat's not wrestling anymore. I don't think he, I'm pretty sure he said in the past or he said in interviews that he's not wrestling anymore. Um, but anyways, so that was cool. Um, I, I'll save this actually because it ties into something else. Um, 
Oh, yeah. So Tony Nese came. This was weird. So they had a brawl, Punk and Moxley, and then Tony Nese started coming out. I don't even remember if he was booked on the show because he came out. I'm like, hey, wait, wait, who's he facing? Like, I, I couldn't think of it. And I don't think it was I, ever booked. Then he then No, it, there but, was nothing announced. But then, like, Moxley comes out and he attacks him, which was hilarious. And then and he calls out CM Punk and they brawl some more. Um, which was funny because, like, the whole time, like, you could see Claudio, like, lifting up John Moxley, like, effortlessly and dragging him away. <laughs> like, he was, like, a six-year-old kid. Um, but then, like, what was it? Oh, what did I see? Smart Mark Sterling tweet or Tony Nese tweet and put, like, I think it was Tony Nese where he, where he tweeted, goes, guess, he's like, wouldn't you have loved to know who I was going to face? And I'm like, oh, I wonder. Hmm. <laughs> a weird kind of tweet. Um. But anyways, that was all right. Um, Jungle Boy and Christian had their own in-ring thing. <laughs> so Jungle Boy brings up that he got in trouble for wearing a shirt. <laughs> I don't know if that case. I, I know we were talking about earlier, but is this real? Like, did he actually get in trouble? <laughs> like, I wonder if maybe he did. Maybe the networks were like, yeah, you can't have that on a T-shirt. <laughs> well, I mean, weren't we talking about this when, you know, he when he actually said, you know, that he, Christian is like the biggest pussy like he's he's ever met. And we were like, can he say that, though? Like, can yeah. he say that? On I mean, TV? he didn't get bleeped. So, like, you know, and he but wore that shirt the week after he said it. Right. And then, like, they, they nobody tried to censor it. Nobody like, I don't know. It was it was just it was or maybe like the, think about. maybe the network went to them. Like after he said it on TV, mm -hmm. okay, don't say it on TV again. So he's like, okay, maybe if I put it on a T-shirt, <laughs> it's like no, no, not, that's not the same thing, it. my guy. The same thing. <laughs> that's actually worse. Yeah, so, because now it's like on permanently. <laughs> I just love how he mentioned that. That's why I'm wearing a black plain T-shirt. <laughs> Anyways, they're furthering that storyline. Um, basically, challenging to a match at All Out. And Christian kind of denied it at first, saying, like, no, look, I actually, like, respect you. And, like, I look at you like like you're actually my son. And, like, five minutes later, you're like, you piece of shit. And he's like, I love you. <laughs> no, I love you like you're my son. And then he's like, I hate you, you piece, piece of, of shit. shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, man. I was waiting for it, though. I, Jack, I swear to God, I was waiting for Luchasaurus to creep up behind Jungle Boy and hit him. I was waiting for that the whole time. Couldn't even look at both their faces. I'm looking like this. And I'm looking like behind Jungle Boy. I'm like, hey, where is he? Where is he? I'm waiting for it. So maybe it's going to happen at the pay-per-view. I don't know. Didn't Christian say like he got suspended because he like headbutted? Uh, he did, who did he headbutt? Pat Buck. He head. Yes, thank you. He had headbutted Pat Buck. I don't think it was intentional. Or, <laughs> I well, I know, but is he's an official? Uh. Or 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 is that an excuse? Hmm. We shall find out. Mm -hmm. I'm still like the intrigue of like, is he or isn't he? Yeah. I'm not convinced. I still wish Anna Jay was part of the storyline. Cause like Christian went in like, you know, calling Jungle Boy's mom hot and for the caller. This like, this would have been perfect for him to start treading that line with Anna Jay. And I'm like, oh, that would have, that would have gotten some personal things in there. And I know like the, you know, like the whole real life relationship on TV to some people is not cool for whatever reason, but um, anyways, I, I still wish Dan and Jay was in that, but she's in the JS, so that is what that is. Um, yeah. Okay, so we got to talk about this. This lead, this segment leads into another segment that happened backstage, which leads to a whole topic we got to talk about because of what they announced. So, obviously, it deals with the people that are in Jackie's new backdrop. So, that beautiful backdrop. Look at that. And if you guys aren't watching, you're listening to audio. Come back and look, watch. Look at these handsome faces back here. 
Look look at that. Looks like they have really tanned. <laughs> like they're very Or sunburned. Sunburn. They're very neon. Yeah. <laughs> That's a towel, right? It uh, is. It's a shop. giant yeah. it's a giant beach towel that I will never use as a beach towel, but it makes a hell of a freaking backdrop. It does. No, no, pre it, it is. It's awesome. But um so them and Wardlow had a backstage segment. And uh they call they're calling out uh Three, Singh, Sanjay, and uh, you can tell how excited I am for this. And, uh, and well, Jay no, it's it started off with with uh, oh my gosh, with Jay Lethal, Sanjay yeah. Dutt, and Satnam Singh calling out Wardlow and FTR. That was the predecessor, and then it became you know Wardlow. What? Either and FTR way, at this point, like we're just answering the, the challenge. We're apparently we're getting this match at all out. Okay. This useless trios match that belongs, I'm sorry, shoot me guys if you have to, belongs on a Rampage episode, not oh. the pay-per-view. Crack my knuckles. I don't <laughs> understand this. They're, and I tweeted, this was a big L. You know, like I'm not going to sit here and praise everything AEW does, but this is a massive L where it needs to be said, because this was a very, very bad direction for not only <laughs> FTR, but for Wardlow. This man's been red hot. Both of them have been red hot. FTR and Wardlow have been red hot up until the last couple of weeks, and now it just feels right. like they're cooling off, like like very bad they're cooling off. And this is not good because like Wardlow had all the momentum in the world. He was your, your top guy in the show when people were watching. FTR were coming in and having stellar matches after stellar matches after single stellar matches and becoming the hottest thing in the world. Every time they came out, the crowd went absolutely nuts. But now you're going to, into like your one of your biggest pay-per-views of the year, you're going to have them t team up to face Lethal, Sanjay, and Singh just because you want to get Wardlow to powerbomb. Like, do that on a rampage. Do that on an episode of Dynamite. Why has this got to be the fucking pay-per-view and, oh, my God, if they put them in the pre-show, I'm going to lose my shit. If that's a buy-in match, oh, Bro. my God. I don't understand what, like, I, I don't get I don't get how FTR is being booked. There has to be a reason why FTR is being booked this way because it doesn't make sense that, like, Private Party are getting a tag team match and they're ranked number five, apparently, somehow. It doesn't make sense that it looks like the direction they're going is... uh. You know, as much as I love them, but it looks like the direction they're going into with is the acclaimed against Swerve and her glory at the pay-per-view for the world for the tag titles. And what story is there? They're not even feuding with them. <laughs> they're they've been feuding with the ass boys. So you're just gonna throw them together at the pay-per-view with a weak build? Like what? That makes literally no sense at all. Oh, uh, they could have they could have like two weeks ago they could have started. They could have had FTR confront Swerve and her glory backstage or something. And then just, you know, just make a feud out of it somehow. Do something. But why? Why? And then we're getting a rampage. We're getting uh, uh, Dax against Leith. Who cares? No one wants well, that. Well, we're getting that on Dynamite, actually. <laughs> Sorry, Dynamite. But no one wants that. They don't want to see FTR in this feud. I don't. It's clear as day. Anyone can see that, that this is not what people wanted to see. <laughs> if they're all about giving us matches we want to see, this is not it. This ain't it. This is a big L from Tony Khan. I'm sorry. This was not the way to book these. Ha and, I, and, I, and I really say you're in question. 
why they aren't going for the tag belts. What what is the reason? This, Especially wow. the, and sorry, the TNT belt as well. You know, and, and giving up to and talking about Wardlow as well. The, the TNT belt hasn't been defended on the pay, on a pay for over a year, over a year, and now it's still not going to. And it's on someone that literally deserves a championship right now and can transcend that belt and can have epic matches. But no, we're getting him nothing against FTR teaming up with FTR to face three guys that'll be on Ring of Honor TV and everyone's going to forget about in a couple uh, by the time the TV deal comes up. Sorry to say. I just, I'm sorry. Now we're going to add this rant plus another rant. So go ahead, Jackie. <laughs> I was going to say, like I was saying in the chat, y'all thought I was going to rant. Kyle just went freaking off. Listen, I, oh man, you said a a good portion of what I've been thinking, but I will add on to it by saying this. You have had every team under the sun, whether ranked or unranked, go for the tag team titles. You have had Teams that have been ranked two, three, four, whatever. You had the Bucks win the the uh, tag team championships. Uh, you had Swerve in Our Glory win the tag team championships um, at different variations in the ranking system. Which, you know, by all means, I have nothing against these tag teams. But if you're going to push a ranking system, you better freaking make it make sense. Because you've had FTR... At number one since freaking April, and have had no shot at the AEW Tag Team Championships. Now, I'm not going to take anything away from the fact that they are the AAA Tag Team Champions, they are the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions, and they are the IWGP Tag Team Champions. They've had a hell of a run. They're doing amazing things, match of the year contenders, all power to them. They have three sets of belts. They can't defend a single one of them at the pay-per-view. Okay, so you're not going to do that. You're not going to have them. Then there was the the whole theory that they were going to fight the Young Bucks for the rubber match at All Out. Young Bucks dropped the belts to Swerve in Our Glory. So that gets dropped. Okay, so then people think, okay, they're going to fight Swerve and Keith Lee. Then they don't do that. Or that's at least not where we're going. You're having a freaking random trios match. So you're tying up your TNT champion in this match. You're tying up your number one contenders for the, ta- for the tag team champions in this match. Make it make sense. Ascended. Why does it make, I, I'm questioning what you put in the chat. It does what makes sense for the most what? part? Because none of it makes sense. You can't tell it, me that this it, doesn't make, you can't tell me this makes sense. It, it, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Now, the only way, like, and somebody, like, I was talking to a friend of mine today, and he was like, for argument's sake, you could say that the TNT championship doesn't necessarily need to be defended on the pay-per-view because it is a TV network championship. Okay. All right. It's been Let's defended say, on pay-per-views. I'm like, it has been defended <laughs> on pay-per-views, but... For argument's sake, if you want to say it's a network TV championship and and if you want to defend the other championships and you want to forego defending the TV championship, fine. Okay, we can say that. The only way, and I want to give a shout out to my boy Floyd from the All Things Elite podcast. We talked about this earlier. The only thing that we can see, theoretically, they've been dropping the pinnacle word a lot with, you know, having... 
FTR and Wardlow reunite. Are they going to have some type of MJF collusion coming into this pay-per-view? Are we going to see like an appearance from MJF coming in because he's pissed off that they're using this whole like, yeah, we're the pinnacle, we're the pinnacle, this pinnacle, that. And now he's like, F you, the pinnacle was my thing. And you're like, whatever. Who knows? Is that where this is all leading to? It has to please make it make it mean something because right now it's driving me up the walls. Yeah, it doesn't. I just it's 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 just it's it's tough to write. You when you have something hot, when you have something that's on your roster that's hot, you ride with it. You don't let it die. Like it, this is going to be difficult for Wardlow to get that momentum back. Now he's got to now he's got to work just as hard as he did before to gain all that. Because to, to be honest, he's lost that momentum. Everything that he had after winning that TNT belt, it's gone. It's completely gone. Like why did he even win the TNT belt at this point? If you're not booking him with a TNT, if like, like a TNT champion, he hasn't been. He hasn't been defending it. It's been like a month, and he hasn't been wrestling. The fuck is he doing? <laughs> He's just sitting there. It doesn't make. That's why it doesn't make sense. FTR has been your number one. Why keep him in that number one contender spot if they're not actually gonna face for the tag team titles? And and I'm like, <laughs> and and y'all can sit there like whoever's like listening, and y'all can say like, oh, like you know, well the FTR this and like you know, like oh well, who cares? Who cares? You could sit there and go on the go on the merch websites. They've been like on t- their your top sellers for for a while now. Sometimes even the number one selling merchandise. If you can freaking believe it, you're not gonna sit here and tell me they're not hot and they're not on a on a streak right now. And they're and 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 what are you doing? What are you doing with it? Yeah. And I'm like, and and I'm just I just get so fearful for the thought that they're gonna have all this momentum. And it's going to go nowhere within the company that they have their established roots in. They're feuding with like a trio it, that's not even an actual trio. One of them is a literally backstage guy who's who's who stopped right, who is going to wrestle once in a while, but they're not a legit trio. <laughs> Why are they feuding with them? What's the reason? <laughs> Why? Like, just, seriously, you you could have taken FTR out of the top ten or out of number one spot in May if they were, if there was no plan for them to face for like, the belts. Why are they still like, there? It, it, it's almost like they kind of like had them in the spot and they were they were like, oh shit, like we we didn't mean to do that. We didn't mean to have them number one. Now what do we do? now what do we do? We didn't mean to like have them ranked in that spot and 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 now what? I just. You take him out. You, you've had teams that have been actually wrestling tag team matches on Dynamite. And that's when you let, you know, that's when you, that's what, how rankings work. If other tag team matches are having or, or matches and winning, then it knocks off the first spot. And then, you know, someone else takes their place. FTR could have just slipped down the ladder. Then, sure, why not? You know, FTR hadn't been wrestling. Makes sense that they've been dropping. But the fact that you kept them there since April... Yeah. What is this? I, this is why I, it doesn't make sense. This is why people are going to shit and boo the hell out of this match. I guarantee you. I'm calling it right now, guys. Save this clip. I guarantee you that when we're at All Out, that match is going to get booed out of the building. I will fight people. Don't you fucking <laughs> I'm sorry, dare. but Jackie, it, no one is going <laughs> to care for that match because no one wanted to see it. No one paid a ticket for his event hoping that this match was actually going to be a thing. Like this was like it's it's just it, it's honestly <laughs> oh mind-boggling God. as to why this is happening at the pay-per-view and not on a rampage, and then they quickly you know pun intended swerve to FTR going after Swerve in our glory, but no, we're gonna get probably the acclaim, which is you know good for them. 
Uh, Y'all deserved better than this. I just want to say that. I also want to say that, you know, that match, the tag team titles for... Are we, are, where are they from? Aren't they? Are they from? I, I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, Shy. Is the claim not from New York? Are they from New York? Am I losing it? Caster is. Um, Bowens? But Bowens is from uh, literally one town over from me in New Jersey. But they're going to have a match with one week build. <laughs> if, if that's where they're going with oh, it. I, 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 I'm sorry, Jackie, but there's no other team. Every every other team is tied up in the tournament. There's no other tag team that's going to face Swerve in our glory. <laughs> it's got it's it's only the acclaimed. <laughs> like this is why it doesn't make sense. I I don't understand. Anyway, yeah, we're gonna move on. Um, Tony Storm and Kylie King. Okay, so great match. Kylie King. I've been praising her. I've been praising her on other podcasts. I used to do. I've been praising this girl since I first seen her in this company. And I'm glad she's still around and she deserves a contract. I don't know if she's all elite or not. If she's not, she deserves it. Um, no. These, these, these girls went out there and killed it. Sucks for the time slot, though. Again, an, an ongoing yes. complaint that we have here. We're going to keep complaining until they change it. The 920 slot is a dead spot. It's a dead spot for watching it on TV. It's a dead spot for being in the arena. You can tell. You can tell it on people's... Um, the reactions to the match, it's just, it's a, it's a dead spot. So I, I don't, and I'll continue to say until someone asks it at a media conference or whatnot, I don't get why he books the women in the same spot every damn week. If anyone can come up with a legit, legitimate reason, then you can't. If everyone goes, oh, because of this and because of the, the, the TV ratings at this point of the night. No, stop it. Why? That, that, that's, that makes zero sense. Okay, when the Fed's over there booking the women at every other time slot and that they have, they have three hours to work with and they're all over the place. Don't give me this shit about there's a specific time slot that helps ratings because how does it help ratings if no one's watching at 920? <laughs> if everyone's dipping out because it's the women's match and it's a dead time slot, that's when people kind of tune out. Why put the women there? That doesn't make any sense. I yeah, just- and it's like if you need any further proof, look at what happened. A few weeks back when they booked it in the first hour. The crowd was hot. They were just, they were so into it. And I mean, you could sit there and argue that, uh, you know, it had something to do with who was involved in the match. But I don't think so. It's just the crowd is less fatigued at a different time slot. That 920 time slot, man, people are already ready for the main event. They're tired. They're like, it's just a totally different mindset. And... Kylan King, you know, and Tony Storm, obviously, we know Tony's great, but Kylan King is somebody, first of all, who has massively improved since we saw her in the earlier days, especially she was involved a lot during the, the pandemic days and stuff like that in Daly's place. But just overall, she was already good then. She's massively improved now. She looks so strong in the ring. So, like, you know, for somebody who hasn't been on TV, she doesn't look like she has any like ring rust or anything mm. like that because obviously like yes she gets her reps and she's very active on the circuit but it's very different being in front of a live crowd like that and being on TV it's a different pressure but she didn't look like she was nervous or anything like that she looked very capable very strong she did excellent out there i thought she did yeah. great and had that match been in a different time slot, I think it would have been received a lot better by the fans. But it's just, it's a very difficult spot yeah. to be in. Regardless, that aside, yeah. 
I enjoyed the match. I thought that they did very well. And of course, it pushes the storyline now, of course, like considering the fact that they've had to pivot because of poor Chris Statlander, man. Oh, yeah. If you guys you didn't know, know like, she did hurt herself on a dark match, which is really unfortunate. And now she's out six to eight months again, basically almost doing the same injury as she did the other leg to this leg. And oh, man, poor girl, man. She can't catch a break. She's she's like uh, she's like uh, Tegan Knox no, or. No. Like the the brother of uh, the one brother in Top Flight. Oh, uh, Dar- Darius yeah. Martin. He was injured for a while, came back, got into a car accident, injured now for a while again. <laughs> I just can't catch a break. But uh, it, it's tough. It's tough when you know you have the division that you have. I'm not saying it's weak and there's not strong talent on here. We just don't have a big division, so it's tough to book multiple storylines with the you know, the small amount of women that are signed to the company. It would be nice for more people would be signed, but you know, I've seen, I've seen the argument where, you know, a lot of, not a lot of them are ready for TV. Yes. I, and no. I think the division is a lot deeper than they give credit for. It's just that because they don't give a lot of women reps on television, that's where they have trouble pulling people at a moment's notice. I need to see more storylines too. Like I, I mm. need to see at least more than one. Yeah. I know, I know the current storyline now is I it's, it looks like it's going to lead to Thunder Rosa turning heel. Like that's ultimately what they're going to do now. Cause they're, 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 they're pulling a 180 now because Statlander was the original booked plan for all out. And now that they're Statlander got hurt, they're, got to pull something it just it you can tell even like the 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 seed was planted even more um with the the backstage thing when she was watching tv she was smiling at first and you saw at the end when tony won Thunder rosa looked pissed as fuck (laughs) like she looked mad i'm like oh why is she looking mad (laughs) (laughs) why are you mad did someone change the channel she missed it like what's going on um, but yeah, so I, I think that's what they're going for, um, which is cool. It's a good story. To, you know, she needs something. Thunder Rosa needs something to get the momentum swinging back for her. But uh, yeah, they need more storylines. It's it's unfortunate. I know they they only have technically three hours a week to book television. Um, can't really count dark and elevation all that as television, and and they don't really carry that many stories mm-hmm. in between. So. Um, they really just have three hours a week to book. So it's it's tough when you have a, a really big roster like that to book everybody on. And I wish that they did book more women uh, segments and, and more women feuds in this. So hopefully, eventually, that, that works itself out. We you know? all wish. Yeah. And now we know we got that match uh, confirmed for All Out. Yes. Tony, Tony Storm. Storm and Thunder Rosa for the Women's Championship. It's going to be a banger. Right. And, and, and you know what, guys? Like Eventually, we can't sit here and get, you know, pissed off to the point where you're just hating on it. Like you gotta shit eventually works out. Yeah. It's not going to happen right away. Yeah. They may do it right away or they can do it right away, but it's another thing that comes back to trust the process. Like it's gonna, it's gonna work itself out. I guarantee you, I highly, highly doubt, highly doubt to the fullest that Tony Khan is sitting back there saying, fuck the women. I'm not booking them shit. That's not happening. (laughs) Tony Khan has come out multiple times on multiple interviews on multiple different platforms that he loves booking the woman and, and, and speaks highly of their division and always wants to make it better. Why it's not being booked properly, I don't know. We don't know. We don't know what's going on back there. 
couldn't be booked better. Yes, 100% could be booked a lot better. We could see more stories. A thousand percent. I, I just highly I, doubt that when people sitting there and saying that TK hates the women's division, fuck off. He does not. <laughs> I'm hoping I'm hoping now with the change of personnel and and adding um, like Madison Rain and, you know, hopefully we start seeing some positive changes in the, in the right direction, because while I agree with you that it, you know, we have to trust the process, there has to be some movement in the right yeah, direction. Some indication that the stuff is yes, changing. some yes. indication of, uh, of change. And I'm hoping that sooner rather than later, but. Again, it's just it's gonna work itself out. I, 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 I've been trusting this company since it started on stuff that's worked itself out. And again, like I said earlier in the show, nine times out of ten, shit's worked itself out, and the payoffs have all been great. So I think we just need to kind of chill out a little bit and kind of just enjoy what we're getting now, and stuff will eventually work itself out. Like if Tony Khan didn't like the women's division, there'd be no women in this company. It'd be just an all male company. Call all male elite wrestling. I don't know. <laughs> It'll be New Japan pro wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 he could he could have done that. He literally he literally could have done that. Yeah, now New Japan is going to start featuring some stardom people, but don't expect that to be like major overhaul. But like he literally could have started this company exactly like New Japan, but he didn't. He invested. He got Britt Baker, a woman who is like highly known in the indies to to, to build this company around. And look at the star that she's become. If he didn't like the women's division, he would have had Kenny go out and seek the Joshis and, and let the it let him like kind of help the women's division with the Joshi side and introduce the Joshis to North American wrestling, right? Just I don't know. Anyways, going on a tyrant again. Uh, we'll move on here. Um, we're gonna move on to what else did we not talk about? Um, looking at the rundown list, uh, the main event. I guess we'll talk. We'll, I was gonna say, are we gonna pull the Mark Henry? Well, there's been enough talk. There's been enough yelling into the microphone. It's time for the main event for me to yell about Kenny Omega. <laughs> but my God, so Roosh, Dragon Lee, Andrade against the Young Bucks and the returning Omega. Oh God, as soon as like the entrances started for this main event, I had a wave of nerves from that. I could feel it in the tip of my toes. I just felt like a big rush of nerves, guys. I swear to God. It felt like lightning bolts were going up my arm and into my fingers. It was insane. I couldn't describe the feeling. The last time I felt like that was the rampage where Punk came back. Um, <laughs> now I was sitting there going like, <laughs> God, Ant, <aunt>, the chat. <laughs> um, hello, Ant. <aunt. laughs> Hi, Ant. <laughs> um, but I'm sitting there. And I'm, I'm waiting for the entrance. And then I hear the Young Bucks one. And I'm like, my eyes are like glued to the screen looking. And I see Cutler. And I'm like, oh, shit. And in my head, I'm like, they're going to do Cutler. This is going to be hilarious because I, I talked about it on the show saying, like, I bet you it's Cutler and they're going to carry him the, the whole tournament and then Kenny will be back all out. And then, like, the, the music rioted. I don't, to be honest, n yes and no. You know what they I mean? Would've. Yes and no. And then, you know, while they're making their entrance, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, oh, but what if it's Jay White? Or what if it's like, what if it's someone the Bucks know that it's not Kenny? You know what I mean? And it's still a, a shock factor, right? Like, what if it's Adam Cole and they kind of fooled us all, right? Like, it's they, there could have been other ways they could have done this and I would have been okay with. But anyways, the music stopped and, like, I'm like, you can hear the crowd saying, Kenny, I'm getting more and more nervous. And then they stop Justin Roberts. I'm like, hey, what the hell is he doing? And they, like, they oh, gave I him got a, goosebumps. And they gave him a piece of paper. I'm like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> I was confused. I'm not kidding. I was like, what is going on right now? And then it wasn't until Justin Roberts made that face 
where I'm like, oh, it's Kenny, because I knew what he was about to read. I knew it was going to be his spiel from when Kenny was, you know, the, the belt collector Kenny. Um, and then he started, and then the music hit. I'm like, oh, my God, they're pulling the fucking trigger, and it's actually him. But still, again, while he's reading all that, I'm like, oh, but what if it's not? And then he says, he said that he dropped the line. And, and you hear the crowd pop when he dropped the line because I guarantee you, most of that crowd was thinking what I'm thinking. Okay, okay he's going to do this and who is it going to be actually, right? But until he dropped the line where he said that he was the world heavyweight champ for the past 300 and something days, I'm like, oh shit, it's actually Kenny Omega because no one else held the belt for that long, right? The <laughs> AW world title. And then, oh God, he did the North Carolina thing. Pop, pop me when he said his favorite candy bar was the Charleston Chew. It's like, oh my god, they're in, <laughs> they're in West Virginia, so that's hilarious. And then, uh, and his theme hit. I'm like, oh shit! And Taz playing the perfect commentary too. Like, where is he? Where is he? And then he comes out, and I'm like, oh, holy fuck! <laughs> I guys, I was speechless. I dropped my phone. <laughs> like, I could not. I was gonna tweet, and like, you guys saw my tweet. Where I'm like, oh my fucking god, that was as Justin Roberts was was reading that thing. <laughs> As soon as his theme hit, I dropped my phone. I was on cloud. I was literally on a cloud. I could not. I have no words. And can you describe what was going through me watching that? And it was just insane. He looked great. Um, it, it didn't make me ang have an anxiety attack for what he was wearing. Because I'm like, oh, but he's wearing a compression shirt with like a shoulder band and i know a shoulder brace i know he said that he's never ever going to be 100 ever again which is fine but like wearing that it's like you know it got you thinking like is he actually 100 but i guarantee he is i love that people even dug a deep dive into his attire shouts to you Haley from tag talk pointing out the stars that are on his attire and in his entrance Oh man, if we ever get the you guys want to see me live cry, I'll take myself crying. If we ever get the Golden Lovers to reunite, I will cry and I will freaking man cry the shit out of that if that ever happens. Um, but anyways, um, even people doing deep dive on his compression, like this is the reborn of Kenny Omega. He's gonna come out into this tournament wounded and then come out of it as the cleaner again in one hundred percent. Um. You saw that tweet that Kenny tweeted today too, which is, you know, it, it kind of ties into that, which was, it was just awesome. Such a surreal moment. And, you know, he did have a little ring rust, which, I mean, if you haven't wrestled for nine months, anyone's going to have ring rust. <laughs> like, if you haven't wrestled in the yeah. ring for nine months, you, you're going to have some sort of rust. Uh, so he still looked great. Him and the Bucks had amazing chemistry for not wrestling together and who knows how long. Um, it was a fantastic match. We got to see a one-winged angel. I mean, Dragon Lee was legitimately locked, knocked out. <laughs> so, uh, I think pretty sure that was from the V trigger. And it was, it was it, on rewatching it. It was the V trigger that knocked him out. Like he was already knocked out before the one-winged angel even happened. Yeah, and you know, it was a fantastic match. I I loved it. The elites back, um, and then like. He like did this like stupid, this really weird fast track thing with like a minute left. Okay, what are we gonna get him in a DDT? And like Andrade, I'm like, what the fuck's going on? He took the mask off and they DDT. I'm like, what is that? What the? <laughs> Why uh, would they do that? <laughs> with no context, uh, as they're doing, oh, we gotta go by. Like, <laughs> what? that that was most definitely a timing issue, and uh, 
it was like call an audible don't don't do it yeah like have some rings like a wave guys don't do it wait for next week <laughs> anyways uh kenny cut a, a cool promo after that which which they released too which was awesome um i'm just i just beyond over the moon happy about him coming back and it's just it's incredible after what he had to go through and you know he's still gonna and he brought it up but he's still gonna be going through a little bit of therapy still which is normal after you wrestled for who know i don't know how many years he was wrestling with vertigo and he had to have like two shoulder surgeries and just like man the guy went the guy was carrying this company through the COVID era while wrestling with vert with vertigo two shoulder injuries that he needed surgery for while holding all those championship belts my dude's a wrestling god. Like, <laughs> tell me otherwise. Yeah, it it takes a special kind of person to do all of that. Um, athletically gifted and really, really dedicated to your damn craft, because not a lot of people can say that they would be willing to put their bodies through that and um, to be able to perform at that level so if he was a hundred percent you know healed and and not injured imagine what he would have been doing obviously like at some point in his career he was performing at that level but just the caliber of matches that he was giving us knowing how hurt he was is just insane um you went pretty much into some of the details of that match. So I just want to say from an emotional standpoint, I always talk about, like, I watch wrestling with my heart. I try to Mm. take, you know, sometimes take logic and stuff like that out of it and just really immerse myself in those moments. If a wrestler is my boy, like, that's exactly who I like. Like, when you're watching FTR, you know, like, Mm -hmm. that's how I feel watching Kenny Omega, Adam Cole, um and sean spear like those three are my dudes and i'll always watch all their matches the same way i'll they'll yeah. always watch them different than how i watch uh, a war low in some random right like those three guys right i'll watch always with a different level of respect <laughs> just because but it's they, like you know flat like rewind all the way back to 2019 uh when AEW was first in its like origin phase Kenny Omega and the Elite is what got me into AEW to begin with. And Kenny Omega, like, not that he was my guy, he, he still is, you know, to a certain, to it to the extent. And I was the, the mark losing my freaking brains the first time that I got to go to an AEW show and got to see Kenny Omega for the, for the first time. I was seeing Kenny Omega in literal like boys and girls clubs gyms back in like 2007 like when he was a nobody you know and it's just like to see that guy who you know was no one at the time you know wrestling in front of like you know just random people to go from that dude to being the freaking star that he is it's just a really cool thing to know about him Mm -hmm. and um so Seeing that moment of him coming out after being gone for almost 300 freaking days. Yeah, I'm going to sit on my couch in my living room and I am going to cry. And I'm going to get like really freaking choked up. I'm not ashamed about it. There are people that like, you know, exist 
on the cesspool that is Twitter to like freaking say like, oh, you know, you're going to sit there and cry about it. Like you're such a freaking mark. You're such just like, stu- like, that's a really stupid thing to get emotional about it. And to that, I say, <laughs> if you can't enjoy yourself, if you can't let yourself go enough to really just freaking enjoy the moment, I feel sorry for you. That's, that's your loss. I freaking, I, I love this shit. And it's like, it's moments like that where, you know, you really respect what this man went through to get to the point of really like rehabbing himself to get back to something that means so much to him, something that he really loves to do. This is his craft. This is his like, this is his passion. Why would you not respect that enough to allow yourself to be emotional about that? Like, if you can't relate to that, if that's not how you react to it, okay, fine, respect that. You know, that's your that's your way of doing things. But to shit all over people who do feel at that level, come on, like, right. <laughs> can't relate, cannot relate. <laughs> I've I've always been a very sentimental, emotional person when it comes to pro wrestling. That's just my mo. And this was no different. So it was just really something special to see this moment and to not be swerved and to, you know, (laughs) for it to actually be Kenny. He, you know, is he 100 percent? Absolutely not. You could see that there were some missteps there. You know, we know Kenny to be the type of person that when he strikes, he strikes with 100 percent of his body. And it's like forceful and and you know mm. like you know that Kenny that Omega style, trigger like yeah. yeah that strong style kind of thing and it wasn't 100% there but i think the story here is more in the escalation of the comeback it's not going to be like it it's less of a story if he would have came back and would have been 100% in yeah it would have been cool but it it's not so much of of a story of him coming back and like kind of defying the odds and finding his confidence again and finding his footing especially with two of his best friends by his side the trios thing is good because it takes a little bit of the pressure off of him to perform at that level and they you know the bucks can kind of pick up a little bit of his slack so i think it was a good first showing is it like a perfect first showing for somebody at the caliber of Kenny Omega no but should we be expecting that for a guy who's been gone almost as long as he's as he has? No. Um, I think the match was great. It's just like to me, I'm just I'm just freaking happy to see exactly. him back. Yeah. No, you nailed it right in the head there. And like he even like in his tweet basically saying that like it's just it's gonna the further the elite goes, it's gonna get better. Like he like he promises that this is just the the beginning and um we'll see as the tournament goes on and um uh, the tournament will continue on Rampage tomorrow night. Uh, we got best friends taking on the Trust Busters. Um, very interested, interested to see. How, I mean, the Trust Busters have been built, ever being booked really well as of late and really strong. So it'll be interesting to see if they pull an upset over the best friends. Um, so I'll be, you know, it's an intriguing uh, Rampage match if you look at it that way. Um, Athena's taking on Penelope Ford. Great to see that Penelope Ford's back and uh, getting into some wrestling action. I think they can do a lot with her. I really have always been a fan of her work in the ring. Like she's always hit and been amazing in the ring. Her and was it pretty sure it was her? It was it not her and uh, oh, her and Statlander. I think had a really great match. I think I remember seeing a match she was mm-hmm. in, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Like we, I knew like Penelope before was good, but I think there's another level to her that we uh, we can see out of her. So I hope that we do get more out of her. 
Um, Hook's taking on Zach Clayton, so it looks like uh, they're kind of booking the FTR belt as like an open challenge kind of thing. Uh, the Zach, FTW belt. <laughs> yeah, FTW belt. Uh, Zach Clayton coming in, and apparently Zach Clayton is the – oh, he's the boyfriend or husband of someone famous. And I don't remember. Is who he not Jay Wow's husband? Jay Wow, that's it. Jay Wow's husband, which is hilarious. Um, and then we're going to hear from Claudio Castagnoli, which is interesting because he had his whole. Like, I wonder if that has to do with the Ring of Honor belt. I don't know what's going on with that. We'll find out. Uh, Dynamite next week going to have your boy Dax Harwood taking on Jay Lethal. Uh, Death Triangle against Will Ospreay and Ozzy Open. Now this is an interesting match because. I'm very interested to see one team move on, but then wouldn't be mad if the other team moves on. So I would love to see the elite against Death Triangle. But I think the people, if they know, they know, want to see Will Ospreay and Ozzy Open move on because of the moment of Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay being in the same ring together after all the shit talking they've been doing the last half a year. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. It, it, I hope, I hope. And I, I know I'm, I'm over hoping and it's over expecting. Give us Will Ospreay and. And Kenny Omega at Wrestle Kingdom this year because there's already uh, talk that two uh, Daniel Brian Danielson is going to be at Wrestle Kingdom this year and someone else and I forget who it is and I think I don't remember who the other person was but I know Brian Danielson for sure is going to be at Wrestle Kingdom this year. Give us Osprey and Omega. Oh my God, one on one that match I think needs to happen. I think it needs to happen. Like that that's got to happen one day. But like we're also getting yeah like Jermaine's uh, mentioning in the chat we're getting Pac against. Osprey in, in some situation next week, which is going to be uh, insane too. And I saw highlights of Osprey's match with Okada. Oh my god, I need to watch that match fully. Fully, I need to watch that match from start to finish. Uh, and then Moxley's taking on CM Punk on Dynamite next week. As far as we know, it's a regular unified title match. We'll see when we get there. Um, but yeah, mm. yeah, it's going to be an interesting couple next couple weeks, guys. Next week we're in Cleveland. Uh, and then the next week we're in Chicago for the go home show, two dynamites and two rampages left, which we're going to be at the last rampage before all out. We're all, we're going to be on the Live, floor, baby. We're going to be there on the floor. I can't believe we got floors. He said that so cheap. I couldn't believe that we stumbled across those and we're like, get by purchase now. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. So I'm so excited for our trip. The next couple of weeks of build into our all-out trip. I cannot wait, guys. Literally two weeks. Yeah, two weeks from today. Literally at this time in two weeks, me, Jackie, and Phil at least will be at the Airbnb. <laughs> two weeks from today. That's insane. That's incredible. I got to go uh, I gotta get my, my washboard abs out for two weeks from now. So I can walk around all-out looking like Wardlow. <laughs> Do you see that thirst trap <laughs> photo he put out <laughs> in the gym? Yeah. Holy moly. My Not dude, that I screenshotted what, it or anything. What a shredded looking photo. And my guy was was like, that was a great session he must have had. My dude, I'm like, oh man. I was waiting for him. Like, oh, here come the quote retweets. Uh you you know what you're doing, Ward, though. It's all right. <laughs> He's a good looking dude, not gonna lie. Um anyways, um that's gonna that's actually gonna be it for the Yeah, I'm gonna draw on the map. Yeah, I, I have a Sharpie up there that I'm gonna use to draw them. Or maybe I'll just draw a happy face. I don't know. No. <laughs> Anyways, guys, that's uh, that's going to do it for today. Uh, thank you guys all for tuning in. Again, we're live each and every single week. Try to be on Thursdays. If we have to switch, you guys will let you guys know. That's why you follow us on social media like Instagram and Twitter at Elite POV. 
We do have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash elite POV, where you guys can uh, support the podcast. You guys have done well over the last year. That's actually supported the majority of our trip to All Out. Do want to thank you guys again and appreciate everything you guys have done to all our patrons right now. Shout outs to all of you beautiful people. We do also have a merch shop, guys, ElitePOVmerch.com. A lot of cool mer- merchandise on there with the Elite POV Chicago shirt that's still up there. It'll be up there until the end of All Out, so go check it out, guys, and check out the other awesome merchandise on there available at ElitePOVmerch.com. We're also available on TikTok, which is going to be used heavily during All Out weekends. So make sure you guys are following that if you got the TikTok app. That is Elite POV Clips on TikTok. But uh, and do, uh, most importantly, ball, if you're watching on YouTube right now, hit the like button, most importantly. Smash that. Also, hit subscribe. Both those things are completely free. doesn't cost you. You don't have to subscribe on Twitch. That costs you money. Go over to YouTube. Hit subscribe. That's free. We just For crossed free. 300. We need to get the 1,000. 1,000 lets us change the URL. It lets us monetize a page. Help us out, guys. And when we do tweet out, we do tweet out uh, some promotion to try to get subscribers, guys. Help us out. You can even like or retweet that. That helps the podcast as well. So thank you to all who have done that so far. But uh, that's it for me, Jackie. I got really nothing else to add to the show other than uh, I'm excited uh, for All Out. Yeah, I'm like super stoked. Like it's actually exactly as I said it was going to happen, that it felt like it was far off and then it's going to sneak up and now it's only two weeks away and I feel like that anxiety is going to kick in and I'm like, I feel like I have nothing prepared. Uh, this weekend is going to be me sitting and writing lists of all the things that I'm going to need to pack and have with me because, um, yeah, I'm manic like that. And I got to <laughs> make sure that I have everything in order and ready to go. And uh, I'm I'm just excited. There's going to be a lot of great people out there that we're going to be meeting up with. And this will be the first time that all four of us are officially together in the same space. So, it's going to be a great time. Exactly. And you guys can follow her. You can see there on screen. If you're listening, you guys can follow Jackie on Instagram at Jack's the Draw POV. And you can follow her on Twitter at LoveYouMake24. You can also follow myself on Twitter at Kyle right down there, guys. And you can also follow me on Instagram if you want to. I really don't post on Instagram, but it's there at RealKyleMasters on there. I'm really bad with Instagram. I don't, I don't Insta. Okay. I'm not an Insta person. I'm more of a tweeter. I'm a Twitter what i am anyways yeah there's gonna be vlogs there's gonna be everything we're doing a lot of stuff that weekend guys so a lot of uh stuff coming to you guys free on youtube and a lot of stuff that'll be behind our paywall on patreon just for our patreon exclusive members to continue to support us each and every single month so uh thank you guys all for tuning in today again it's been another episode of your number one aw fan podcast elite p o v and remember you don't need a hat to be a kid did i say that right you don't need a And remember, you don't need a hat to be a cowboy. Thank you, Jackie.